Two movies since our one movie leaves as we watch two solos. One in theaters now, starring all your Star Wars friends. The other one starring Mario Van Peebles and Adrian Brody. Where'd he come from? All today's There Can Be Only One Pocket. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we watch two movies with the same title. Determine if one or both of these movies need to change their titles because they are not in fitting with what we just saw. And just because we're good sports about it, we will come up with new titles. My name is Robert Allen. Joining me today is... Herman Omega Prime Davis. And just like all the summer films coming out this year, (laughs) we found yet another one that we can watch... That matches up with an oldie but goodie. Uh, it's like they can't be original nowadays. It's not that they can't be original. It's just w- w- when you get a short title, it starts running out of room quickly. And it, this podcast could have equal. Well, it could have covered a third movie if we wanted to. A 2013 horror thriller that uh, involved a woman trapped on an island. With a guy that is obsessed with hers, which is the wrong person you want to be trapped on an island with. You know when they do those uh, island things, wishes or whatever. When you get that scenario, like the last person you want to be paired with, who is the first? Who is the only person you would want to be paired with if you're on an island? This tells a lot about your persons. If if you get uh, based on your answer, the uh, Ramble. Why? Who who is he killing? That just in case he's he, okay. This is a guy who lives and loves the jungle, right? Yes. You're not going anywhere. That's Where cool. are you going? It's cool. I, I'm hanging out with MacGyver. What's your problem? MacGyver. Okay. MacGyver. That dude will build anything out of everything. Okay. So, Well, in that case, I go with Gilligan. Oh. <laughs> no, my bad. The, 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 prof- guy, the guy that fucked up everything the on the professor. <laughs> the professor. Cause the professor. Not bad. The professor from Gilligan Island because he'll make a radio out of the coconut some kind of way. Yeah, so you can still listen to... Uh, <laughs> EIB radio and Rush Limbaugh, like that. That you just want to make sure that yes, yeah, yeah. keep up with what's going on. In yeah, the world. of course. Uh, okay, <laughs> so we didn't watch that one. We watched uh, the newest uh, Star Wars film, uh, which is on its first week. Did you have any trouble getting into the movie that you saw? Uh, no, no trouble at all. Uh, went to Perkins Roll and like they made sure they had to cover because they had a nine thirty, a ten o'clock, right. ten thirty, eleven fifteen. They was they was covering their bases. There was a couple that was sitting next to me, and the girl out of this was having nothing of the, with the movie at all. She started by laying across the seats by lifting the love seat, mm-hmm. and and laying across in the dude's lap on her fucking phone. Like I've never seen anybody try to get more like at home comfortable. In a theater, it had to like, be a young couple because I, I would break up with a woman like that. Like you don't got no interest in the movie, you just want to come to the movie just to right. lay up, literally lay up on me, and just be in. Uh, you know, I, 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 it and had being, to be twenty and years being old. Being a movie connoisseur like I am, I know the difference between each one of these theaters. And Perkins Road does a really good job when it comes to keeping the lights down. Some of these theaters they don't care because, like, no, movie when you, tavern. yeah, movie tavern, they 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 realize that you couldn't eat in the dark. I don't think a lot of people enjoy eating in the dark, so they decided to change all that up. <laughs> Amateurs, right, right. So Perkins Road does not care about uh, your 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 situation with food. They want to make sure that you enjoy the movie thoroughly. And she's like, I don't care about this movie. This might have been like the third time she's seen it because I I saw it uh, Sunday morning. That's when I watched it. So 
Sunday I morning at 10. It. I seen it before you. I'd be surprised. Probably. Yeah. I just looking for time to kill. Uh, I, I, there was another film called In Darkness playing that, that looked like it was going to be something that would have been there and then out. And that was okay. Mm-hmm. So it, the same review that I've got for Solo that I got for In Darkness. Eh, all right. It's there. So, I, I see you. I see you, film. Right, before we get more into it, do you want to queue up a trailer for Solo? <laughs> oh, what a great idea there, Herman. Yes. Here comes some trailers. You're off to something. Is it revenge? Money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. And we're back, everybody. Oh, what another great trailer by those <laughs> folks over at Disney. Disney, yes. Yeah, uh, this is the 10th Star Wars film that has existed. Mm-hmm. Thanks to eight from the regular episode series. Uh, the the first breakaway, which is Rogue One, and now we have Solo, and it looks like they're doing plenty of these things. Gonna... Which they had to add um, a Star Wars story just because of the Solo we just wa- you know. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. It's it just funny that they had to add that on there, you know. No, they just did it because they know that they needed to have that uh, extra pull for people. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. There was a there was a Star Wars film that was five months ago. Now we got to go and check this one out. Uh, that's that's really been the issue for this week. If you notice that the box office returns have started popping in, and uh, the first three days got eighty three million, which is Ooh, not impressive. No, that's not. No, it is not. It's crazy how that goes because I remember when I first started going to the movies, eighty million. If you made eighty million dollars in your total run in the nineties, that was considered great. But now, if you don't make over a hundred million dollars in your opening weekend, uh, you consider a flop. Right. Yeah, damn. Well, for them it's a flop because they're expected to have these films make tons of money. And Disney has that, they want to get that uh, assembly line working the same way that they have for right now with Marvel and Pixar and their animated films. They want to have one come out once a year and then have the next one on the ready. But uh, as many people have uh, uh, seen online, there was a ton of controversy Behind the scenes, because the original directors, Lord and Miller, were kicked off because the film was too funny, and they were trying too many ad-lib lines with their star, the new Han Solo. Uh, mm. The name escapes me, but who cares? He's, yeah. he's Han Solo. Yeah. Uh, and so they said, let's bring in someone that's a nice, right-down-the-middle kind of hitter, and that's Ron Howard. He is, uh, if you look at his filmography, most of his films probably will not end up in your top ten, but... They're good. Like there isn't one where you're like, "Ugh, that was awful." They're just like, oh, "It's yeah, not in my just, top they're, they're ten, mild. but Cocoon, I, I like. Oh, that's the one. That yeah, you're going with? yeah. Believe it or not, yeah, I actually did like Cocoon. Okay, yeah, you can like Cocoon. That's fine. I know it just seemed weird. That I liked it because I liked it when I was like. He he's only been involved young. in one series. Do you know which series he's been involved in? That that uh, just by that look, you probably don't know this. There, there actually was a trivia question recently where they asked about uh, Tom Hanks. And other than Steven Spielberg, can you name the other uh, other director that he's done the most movies with? And if you tie that together, it's Ron Howard. And he did all those films. 
in the Da Vinci Code series, where he had I Da Vinci was, Code, Angels and Demons, and Spielberg directed those. No, it was Ron Howard that directed those things. Really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he doesn't. He he likes jumping from project to project, but but lately he's he's starting to get more of the mass appeal because uh, it looks like it better funds his uh, his passion. For, for some of the other stuff that he makes, because his passion stuff has not been making as much money. Rush was more critically cl- acclaimed, but it did not do well. That's another movie we can do for this podcast. And then there's uh, the one about the whale that he had Thor in that nobody watched. <laughs> no, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, they, <laughs> yep, there you go. So he was brought in uh, to reshoot a lot of Solo. Huh, that's, in- that's funny that you say it was more funny, because I actually do like Ryan Harwood, um sense of humor right. I actually laughed a couple of times and I was sitting next to a father who brought his sons and I broke out laughing on one scene that I'm going to talk, talk about a little bit. I, I laugh at the part when um, when when my solo shot first uh-huh. I, I just I, I left a lot and he was looking at me like why is he laughing well here's the issue this is the problem that I think a lot of people are having is if you're going to come out with these movies once a year you have so much room that you have to work with when it comes to nostalgia uh, especially when you had something that was uh, new, when there wasn't anything, when the first uh, one came out in forever, when Force Awakens came out, people were so excited about that and were willing to accept all the nostalgia in it because they hadn't seen anything new from Star Wars in a while, and it was a nice breath of fresh air. Since the new ones have come out, even even before the prequels. It really never felt like a movie series that was meant for me. Like, this is meant for a new generation or for people that just enjoy these type of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing happened with Rogue One. Uh, uh, the Last Jedi was probably the only one that I've enjoyed almost to the same degree that I did the original trilogy. I'm not saying it's as good, but it actually felt exhilarating to watch. But then Solo sank right back down in that same maelstrom. I don't think it's as bad as Rogue One. And I know a lot of people will say, like, Rogue One wasn't bad. Yeah, I'm one of those people, Rob. I'm surprised you're saying that. I fell asleep during Rogue One. It is boring as hell until the last 20 minutes. The last 20 minutes are great. But, I give but, you uh, that. I give you that. But, but it, it, it moves way too many different directions for it to be interesting. Solo is a forgettable Star Wars movie. It is. It because is. it adds nothing to the canon of what exists out there. The only thing it does... And that may it, th- this is the thing that probably will irritate a lot of people from at least seeing it again is it sets up possible sequels <laughs> for a movie series that's looking to tell a story mm-hmm. and a conclusion to a story like they did with Rogue One that actually felt refreshing because there's no way they could have had a sequel to Rogue One yeah they they killed, they, they killed everybody Solo sets it up immediately to where let's tell the Han stories whenever he's working with Jabba the Hutt like they. Yeah. They set this up to where it's a long arc that he can uh, play with. And then after they look at these returns, they're probably going to say, eh, we probably yeah. can move on to something else now. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, that's what they're doing. They hired James Mangold to do Boba Fett and uh, probably had more to do with like Boba Fett and his interactions with Han Solo. But he may just be like an uh, ancillary character, something in the background sort of thing that appears uh, don't expect too much of it, especially if this movie doesn't clear two hundred million, which is is gonna hurt. Yeah, if I, it doesn't. But you it, know what? But considering there isn't no movies coming out next week, I think it'll, it won't have that big. You a know, deal. as boring as this movie was, and I agree with you, it was kind of boring. No, I'm not it, saying Solo was boring. I said Rogue. Predict- I said Rogue One was boring. Okay. This so, movie was just right down the middle of like, yeah. of of everything you saw for the origin story of Han Solo. As predictable as it was, 
it was also some twists in it that I figure out who you um twists. Well, you can't have twists in a prequel. Don't even don't even go there. The cameo that what? you you hinted to honoree. I didn't hint. I told him, and well, you, you overheard. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear it. I I, I closed. I turned my head and turned, and I was. I just want to see how that goes. I, I'm not want to ruin it for. I don't want to spoil it for nobody who haven't seen it, even though I know our podcast. It doesn't really do anything. It's not a. a I, want, I want to see what, what how you know the the um the love interest in the movie. Basically, I want to see how she what happened to her. Uh, whatever. You don't care. No. Yeah. I, Anybody introduced into a prequel that isn't in the another films? Guess what happens to them? They're dead. They could come back. <laughs> no. In what? In the in the, what the, fashion? The next one. The next one after they're Last Jedi. dead. Not really. They are dead. They have made six films after this yeah. that have nothing to do with these people. It's a it's an opera, man. It's a space opera. Anything no. can happen. No, it is I'm not. Just, I'm, isn't that isn't that what we miss in the movies? Like, don't you Ugh. want something to happen that you just not wasn't expecting? You know? Yeah, that's why you don't make prequels. <laughs> okay. That, that's the whole purpose of making oh, you can make a, a prequel new film or something that's not not necessarily in the same vein. Uh, tell you what, you know how a prequel should be made. A prequel should be made to where you don't even realize it's a prequel. Okay. And there's only one movie that's happened like that because I don't think a lot of people know this, but Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is not a sequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. I know it's, it's a, a prequel. prequel. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It doesn't have anything that shows like an origin of something that happens with Indiana Jones. That's why they don't harp on it. He just doesn't battle Nazis in this film. It's just a way of showing like the further adventures of Indiana Jones. That's mm-hmm. all you had to do. But instead, they decided to show like this is a Han Solo origin story where you see yeah. where he gets his blaster, you see where he gets his name, all that stuff. And that's that's going to tie into this title a little bit more. Is is how he got his name. But also how he met Chewie, how he got the Millennium Falcon. You're like, oh, right, you crossed well, he, all the X's off. how he got the Millennium Falcon, which I do wish they would have had more Lando scenes. It, does, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I want to <laughs> see some more of them nice capes, man. Oh, uh, whatever. All right. I'm just, there, there's, there's, okay, <laughs> but, but I think you could do a prequel to set up the sequel. I, no. No. Yeah. No. I think if you, do, if you come out of the movie... Then do a prequel for that movie. Then come up with a sequel. Uh, it, it, I think that'd be so a good much trilogy. about this hurt. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Now there was so much about this film that that uh, that was just like so bland and so down the middle. It's still not the worst Star Wars films. Like the prequels still hold that in high regard. As new being hope. The, yeah, I mean not new hope. Yes, um, a new hope. No, pirate, not, yeah, those no. things suck. No, Phantom Menace. Nobody likes those films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phantom no, Menace. no, it's it, yeah, Phantom Menace. Uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Those are on a different level of Star Wars films. If you want to put anything after those as being worse, then you don't know how to watch movies. You know why I think those... I am purposely like calling out people, and I don't even care at this point. No, I, no, I realized watching the solo movie, and I think I know why the... Um, you mean the Star Wars solo movie? Yeah. The, um, <laughs> we haven't moved on to yeah, Van Peebles the, yet. Hold on. <laughs> the Phantom Minims and those other two you just named... I think I realized why they failed in the Star Wars universe and the reason why I'm more of a Star Trek fan than Star Wars is because Star Wars is so fucking dark, man. Uh, I never realized how dark it was. No, it's not. Yeah, man, so it's many not get dark. Killed. Four, five, and about- six. Four, five, and six are as, as pleasant of a watch as you did the first time. There's nobody that really dies in these films. It's just to move on to the next thing. Man, those Wookiees were uh, cannibals. It's about it's about a it's about a boy not the Wookiees that, that, the that, Ewoks that uh, reaches out for a new life. Then boy meets girl. 
boy accidentally kisses girl when he didn't realize boy's like the girl's brother, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he blows up a couple of Death Stars because he has a lot of emotional issues to deal with. So Daddy there, issues, yeah, yeah, there. Okay, but it's dark. No, no, these, no. these new Star Wars movies have really got dark. Not really. I'm not willing to compare to Star Trek. No, <laughs> I guess if there are two camps in this world, of course, there's Star Trek and Star Wars, both of which should not be anything that anyone fights over because they're not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it at all. But uh, th- this leads me into the title discussion for Solo. Okay, because. Uh, and and this is what I present to you: Is Solo the main part of the, the his name that you want to emphasize about Han Solo? Because this is a Han Solo movie. No a mistake. There, there's nothing else about this. The the issue that at least they present in this film is he didn't have a last name or a last name that he was willing to talk about mm-hmm. that made sense. Like it was just changed or brought up whenever he went to an Imperial Academy. And he joined the uh, the uh, the uh, whatever the the, the alliance. Uh, so they made up a last name. He's like, "Well, you're by yourself, so I guess you're solo." Like that happens in the movie, mm-hmm. and you can roll your eyes every time when that happens. His name, at least when they talk about him, he's never talked about. Like whenever you call him by his name, they don't say solo; mm-hmm. they say Han yeah. or Han, which is the joke that they made because Billy D. Williams can never pronounce his name correctly. So you, yeah, that was that was actually yeah. a reference that I liked yeah, because it yeah. wasn't stupid like the other ones. <laughs> like it wasn't like uh, spoon feeding you. It's just like he just mispronounced his name. He's like, I don't care. Like that. That's funny. That's fine. The rest of the references I could care less about. What do you think about calling this movie Han? Han, yeah. Han, a, a Star Wars story yeah. or whatever you know. A Chewie and Han. Yeah. I, there, there are things that I enjoyed about this movie. Han and Chewie? Chewie yeah. and Han? No, it's Han and Chewie. Han and Chewie. <laughs> C come before each. No, you don't put Chewie in front of this. <laughs> they make it taste like it's make it sound like it's Chewie Hans. That's uh-huh. not right. But the I, I thought the score was a lot better, uh, than uh, like for original scores that they had throughout it. And they used uh, some of course they overlaid it with some of the older stuff, but I enjoyed a lot of the more original score. You did hear hints of like some of their better scores out there, like dual fates. Or uh, it, it felt more operatic than, than some of the ones that they've been using lately. It just mm-hmm. felt like it, it was more of a pull toward the traditional. I don't know if this was one that they got uh, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Williams. Am I saying that right? Was it Jonathan Williams? Is it the guy that does all the scores for him? Is that who I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know who do the scores. All right, fine. I, I might all be I fucking is, up his um, name without even thinking about it. Hans. There's a brain Hans, fart going on right now. All I know now. is Hans Zimmer do a lot of scores. No, that ain't him. Okay. <laughs> John Williams. I think I just said his whole name is John Williams. He does the scores for him, but he, he's he been only like sticking to the like the main films. He may not be a part of any of the uh, solo st- like the, the particular, yeah. like the solo or the uh, Rogue One stories. So, uh, I, think they got, I think they killed Woody... And Tandy uh, characters. Because the, they don't matter. <laughs> I know, but if they wanted to get a sequel out of it, they could have went the Guardians of the Galaxy route and had them like as a crew for for at least the whole movie. Uh, I'm just saying. That, that's just me. I'm not a Hollywood executive producer. I just criticize them a lot. So I know what I'm talking about, sir. You know? No, you don't. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> The issue with any prequel, and it, this is reiterated, and I don't care if I have to uh, reiterate this again, is that there are events that we know that happened after this. And in all those events, these people do not exist. It's like at the end of every uh, James Bond movie. Mm -hmm. It just resets the clock. 
he goes away with the girl, but you never see the girl again. They, they only decided to kill off the girl at the very end on one movie because he married her. And he's like, oh, we can't do that, so she's got to die. Uh, but every other one where they, he goes off with the girl, you just don't see the girl again. It's going to happen again. But that's, that's what makes uh, James Bond films better when, it, when you can just put anybody in there and do anything you want. Mm-hmm. When you have somebody established like a Han Solo character – which is what they're trying to uh, like play this on, and then you uh, you surround him with the new cast of everybody except for Chewie. Everybody else is dead. It doesn't matter. They're dead to him if they're not dead. So what would make these films better is if they stopped using people that we know. But they won't do that, will they? <laughs> if they just did it about like a like a something else that happens in the universe. That involves uh, not like the rebellion versus the imperial army. That yeah. if they if they made it about something else that goes on, you get hints of it in these films where you get to see like life among other things. But uh, yeah, just like uh, just make it about something else. That 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 would make it more enjoyable. A true Star Wars story. Just basically don't have it focus on none of the main characters that we already come to know and love. Basically, what they showed in that uh, solo film was something that could have been like a, a Sunday afternoon uh, movie that Disney presented. Remember when they had like Michael Eisner would come on and he would uh, do that, uh, like the, the presentation of this movie that they made up. And uh, yeah, that what they showed for Solo could have easily been that. That that could have easily been their young Indiana Jones right there. You mean Walt Disney? Because I never seen Michael Eisner came on. Did did that Michael Eisner? Eisner yeah, it was all yeah, the eighties, eighties yeah, and nineties. Really? Yeah, he did that all the well. Okay. He did them in the 60s and the 70s. Like, Walt Disney did it early on. But whenever they did the Sunday night movies, it was Mike Michael Eisner that would come on and say, like, hey, now I'm the guy now. Buh. You know what? <laughs> he would do it. I, so. probably, I, probably didn't, I probably did not think that was Michael Eisner back then. Okay. I, Fair I enough. Just, I mean, I, didn't, I just really started hearing about his you name. You fooled him, Michael Eisner! <laughs> I'm, no, I'm serious. I only really heard, started hearing about his name like in 2000s. I didn't know that he was uh, okay. He was associated with Disney back in the 80s. <laughs> there is a great YouTube channel that you can check out called Defunct Land uh-huh. that talks a lot about failed theme park rides that brings up a lot of stuff that happens in Disney, and it's totally worth checking out. Uh, <sighs> uh, if you have hours and hours to kill. <laughs> mm. It's something that popped up recently because I was looking up the Action Park thing. Action Park, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so I started watching all the other ones, and they're great. (laughs) They're very informative. They had one about Mac Tonight, which was not about a theme park, but they just did like a a small one Uh about that moon-shaped guy. Did you know Doug Jones was in that thing? No. Yeah, the guy that was in The Shape of Water, and he was in Hellboy and uh, all the other Guillermo del Toro films. He's that big. Is that long gangly fella? Yeah, I know a a, a Sabian. He uh he was um he that was his first acting gig was to be the Mac of Mac tonight, or he was that crescent moon jazz singer guy that was mm. telling you about how great McDonald's is. He's like, that eat some McDonald's tonight. I, mean, I always thought that was based on Ray Charles for some reason. It was bad. No, it was uh, based on uh the guy who sang Mac the Knife originally, not Louis Armstrong, but uh. Uh, I know, I know. Damn, what's his name? Yeah, is it Bobby Darren? Was that no? Yeah, that, was, no. was it him? <laughs> Maybe Mac, the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis uh, Armstrong. Nah, I'm right, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they actually sued him. That's why you don't see it anymore. Is because uh, they said oh. it was too close. It actually was a very successful ad campaign for him. And they there are some animatronics still out there of like. 
uh, that that are at like some of the bigger McDonald's that you can see. Yeah, yeah I still haven't watched the. You told me to watch the amusement rides breaking down clip, and I still haven't watched it because I don't know if I want to watch it. The breaking down one. Yeah, you say you got so many clips about um, these park rides that uh, breaks down while you, yeah. you know in malfunction. Yeah, like they have in horror films where you're in the middle of it, and you're like, yeah, and, and then you see the girl, she's like, oh, I'm scared. He's like, who cares about that yeah, stuff? Yeah, you're know. fine, honey. You're with me. And then all of a sudden, the animatronics get like knives and chainsaws. There's a SNL sketch that does that pretty well. Have you seen that one? No. Where, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It, it has Tom Hanks in it. Uh, there's also one with Jim Carrey in it. But they're 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 both very funny. But anyway, that's enough talking about <laughs> our our uh, uh, sort of Walt Disney thing. <laughs> Let's move on to a movie that you probably have either never seen or forgot that you watched it. Like me in Mar- uh, Mario Van Peebles Solo. This is really his film. Like they even say his production company. They they throw everything. You could tell he invested a lot in this movie. And he, he figured like I bet he figured like this was gonna like push him up into the next level after mm. this one and this is probably why you don't see many Mario Van People films anymore if any but let's run a, a quick trailer in case you might need a alright buddy it's time to pick a face like Mike you got good taste we have two billion dollars tied up in this program Solo's the perfect soldier no one will cry when Solo is gone. We'll simply build another one. He's proficient in all types of combat. Holly the structure makes him virtually immune to small arms fire. He's equipped with motion sensors and night vision. He's about 15 times stronger, 10 times faster than any man. It's not just a weapon. He can make decisions. You disobeyed a direct order and you blew this damn mission. Is that... I drink it up. Okay. Let's have a party. Okay. Let's have a party. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Get that out of your system. <laughs> Just get it all worked out. <laughs> Solo, a 1996 movie starring Mario Van Peebles, uh, William Sadler, and a surprise Adrian Brody, like a wild Adrian Brody who was just out out in the wild. Like he, he might have been his first movie that he was in. It was like his fifth acting credit. Yeah, he's he hadn't done much no. uh, up to that point, and he wasn't like a big deal in this film either. He was he was he had a, a big ca- nose as usual. He was a casualty is in in many of these films where it involves like. You're not the star. Well, you you need to die in order to create this retribution that he needs to start. So, mm-hmm. so Solo is a creation of the U.S. military. He is this end all, beat all killing machine. He is a one billion dollar killing machine. They, they they get the price tag at some point, unless two billion. No, it was two billion down the drain when it was two of them. Oh, okay, so one billion. Okay. If if you were to say they were equally cost the same, one was one billion, the other one was one billion, because they didn't get either one of them at the end. And he he does all these specialty missions in South America because at the time that was like a big deal at the like trying to deal with militants uh, at that that seemed like a nice war torn area that that you could bring up that people were like oh yeah things happen in South America involving like militants and yeah, drug related he had a lot of movies in the nineties like Clear and Present D- Danger right a lot of movies in the nineties that had to deal with South America they may uh, not so. have been very specific on the country do you remember what they what, wasn't. It, it was probably like a Bolivia yeah, or... It could have something. been Central America for all we know. Yeah, it, it's somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere deep in a jungle where uh, Solo is meant to blow up an uh, airstrip. Mm-hmm. And he decides not to do it because he's afraid that it would kill all the villagers in there. But William Sadler, who is his uh, programming boss, is like, Nah, blow it up anyway. And at the uh, during that 
a bit of a skirmish that they have. Solo is uh, injured, but he escapes in the same uh, helicopter that everybody else does. They go up to the commanding officer. The commanding officer realizes that Solo is starting to think on his own, like, immediately. He's like, <laughs> like as for a robot, he's not following any of the uh, robot rules at this point and uh, decides programmatically as well as, like, through a, uh, an ultimatum, we're, we're going to wipe out Solo's mind. And Solo finds this out, and he's like, well, I don't want to do that. So he escapes, goes into the jungle, of course. And he is now hunted down by William Sadler and his crew. Uh, there is a brief aside while the hunting is occurring where he is now being picked up by the villagers. And the villagers uh, are now using him as a way to fight off the mil- local militants. Who the want, rebels. Yeah. Who are, who are angry at them for not building a, a runway quick enough for him. They actually show a moment where you see <laughs> they talk to the head villager. And he's like, how long do you think it will take you to make this? And he says, oh, about three weeks. And as like, oh, I have a counter offer. I will shoot one of your men. Now you are short a man. How long will it take you? It's like this is a weird math problem. Well, he was a slow, where, he was a slow worker, so right. now it takes us ten days. Right. Yeah. He was clearly the weak link on this chain that, that happened. Eventually he had to say, oh, ten days, yeah, which they don't do at that time. During the ten days, they heal up Solo, and they find out Solo is a murder machine, just like a Henry Silva in his day sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's plenty of the moments where uh, he's going around saying, what is this feeling called love sort of thing. What he, is love? There's a, um, a villager that gets the hots for him immediately because, as uh, Van Peebles points out in, in many of the trivia section, he worked hard for that body. He's got to at least have someone enamored with how well he worked it. Uh, to get to that point, even though he can't have sex in the film. Like, you're not supposed... Like, they're not going to have... And they don't. They don't have that moment where he, like, it's like, I'll show you what do, love is. Sort do of thing. you think, because it was a military project, I mean, they they went to trouble to make him look like a human, but do you think they actually gave him a package down there? Why not? Okay. It could have been his extra gun. That could have, uh, like, uh, <laughs> that could have shown that as, like, his last, uh, his last uh, ditch effort. Like, it could have just shot straight up or something. What was that sex machine from Dust to Dawn had that as a weapon? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> uh, that was, jeez, uh, what was his name? Like, the real name. Like, he, he's, a, he's a horror creature guy. Uh, I think it's Rob something, but I, I forget what it is. Rob but Zombie? It, yes, it was Rob Zombie from, <laughs> <laughs> from White Zombie that did okay. it. Uh, so... Uh, as a way to, while he's healing, he decides to uh, uh, get these guys the the strength and courage to be able to fight up their oppressors. And just like the mighty Ewoks of Endor, they uh, they build what's around them to destroy all these uh, militants. And just like those Ewoks, they eat them up. <laughs> just like cannibals. Afterwards, there's a huge feast. No, they don't eat them. But uh, with simple bows and arrows and a couple of like explosions... They're able to defeat these uh, these rebel forces that are trying to destroy them. And he's like, hey, this guy's pretty good. And then all of a sudden they see three dead villagers. And they're like, hey, this guy's pretty bad. We better kick him out. <laughs> and uh, eventually William Sadler is able to get up like a new group of people. Like he waits to get like the A-team to come in and help him out uh, destroy Solo. And so they – uh, not only the army not only goes into the jungle, but they decide to pair up with the rebels because they both hate Solo that much. Uh, Solo decides he's going to help out the villagers because he's now learned to love, just like everybody else does. He lives in the Hathaway. Right. He um, 
he waits about an hour and ten minutes before any real action happens. Uh, Adrian Brody dies in between all this. Uh, there's a unnecessary scene other than to get the power up that he needs uh, to to involve Adrian Brody in his death. Uh, and then you get to see Solo in full action when he battles these guys. Now, what's funny about bad guys and these things is they're always betraying each other with other bad guys. They seem to kill more bad guys than they do good guys. <laughs> yeah. So at, at some point in this, in this film, the army decides that they are going to betray the rebels, which they were trying to kill in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole time I was thinking... These are the guys that you need to go up against Solo so that you'll survive. You are now killing the guys for Solo so he doesn't have to do it. They're like, oh, we totally got him at this point. Yeah. They do not have him at this point. But one thing that they had is an ace up their sleeve, and their ace was another William Sadler just sitting back waiting for his call up from the bullpen. Mm -hmm. He is another murder machine that comes out there and tries to kill Solo. Of course, Solo has learned many other tricks that, like, robots don't know. In the same way, like, a Terminator learns these things. Oh, uh, Johnny Five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Johnny Five. Yeah, when Johnny Five went around killing his brethren. Yeah. Oh, boy. Now, what, wasn't that, like, the most disheartening thing that he watched, yeah, like, the yeah, whole time? It was like, hey, laser lips. Yes. Your mama's a blow dryer or something. Right, right. <laughs> oh, jeez. That that's one of those movies that not not a lot of people like to bring up ever, but it's definitely it existed. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I don't care what nobody says. All right, I, I I would say that it is not one of my favorite movies. I don't think it. I, I now granted, I haven't watched it since the nineties, so I, I doubt it, it, it could stand the test of time if I actually sit down and watch it again. But when I first watched it as a ten year old lad, uh-huh. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Right, uh, but if you ever wanted to get that. Full feature, double feature that Herman has now said for Cocoon and <laughs> and Short Circuit. Then then now you have it. Uh, go figure that exists. So so anyway, uh, uh, Solo escapes, hoping for other films, but they don't come because uh, we we checked uh, not not to spoil a bunch of any other things. But uh, uh, what was the Rotten Tomato rating on this, Herman? <laughs> a six. Yes, a six. Okay, now let's now let's bring up the title. Uh, the title of this is Solo because that is the character's name in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no reason for him to be called Solo. This is pretty much, if you are a, a research and development team for the government, shooting yourself in the foot by saying that this guy is immediately going to break out on his own and not worry about the government by calling himself Solo. They missed an opportune moment to name him something else because he brings it up to Adrian Brody during the... Uh, the skinning of like he actually has to have skin grown on him, so he's given options of what he he could look like. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where Adrian Brody's like, "Hey, you don't mind if I watch the game while this is going on?" And of course, if there was any game that was going on in the '90s, it was basketball. Yes. And he was watching Air Jordan play, and he's like, "I want to look like Mike," or by saying, "I look like Mike," I want to have a shaved head. Yeah, <laughs> that's about all he's got going for him. Uh, there. <laughs> Nothing else says I look like Michael Jordan. But his name could have easily just been Jordan. Why 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 wouldn't it be Jordan? Like, yeah. Because you don't want to call him Michael. There's so many other films called Michael. That yeah. that wouldn't work. Air seems weird. Air doesn't make any sense. And then you have Jordan. And then you have Jordans. I mean you could call him Jordans, like he's like the shoe. Like everybody's gotta want him. But yeah. Jordan works better in this case because it doesn't immediately say He's like Michael Jordan, but it does 
give you an origin story on his name better than Solo, doesn't it? Yeah, Jordan one. <laughs> and it doesn't help that there's also a series of books that this is based on. Yeah. Called Weapon, which is what he is. He was a weapon by the government. Come on, guys. <laughs> Ugh, so irritating some of these points when they Why do you think they called this movie Solo? Uh, in the book his name was was Solo. So uh, they actually had a second novel that came out after Weapon came out called Solo. Right. So they went with that title. And I guess the idea was back in the mid-90s, a lot of action movie stars, that's basically how you came up into money, by becoming an action movie star. Right. And you wanted to be, you didn't want to share the screen time. Uh-huh. So you just wanted to be like the man. And I guess it was trying to make a hammer in the point that this is the ultimate uh, killing machine. I mean, yeah, he doesn't need any help at all. No help at all. He just that's need, why he's it on the on the marquee. Like, he, he just need a I, writing, IT, directing, yeah. everything. On he just need an IT team in the bag. Yeah. He needs somebody to um, drop him off in the helicopter. He needs somebody to watch his back while he's playing the explosive. But he's doing everything by himself, though. I'm telling you, um, I think they got lazy with it. I think that's what happened, and they got lazy with this movie. That's why it only made. Off of he six, didn't get lazy on this. Well, no, he didn't get lazy. <laughs> like Mario Van Peebles worked his ass off. It's just uh, he maybe he felt like there wasn't any need to up the story. He was like, I think I can sell this on my body alone. I tell look you, at this; it's pretty kicking. So. I didn't. I haven't read the book, but reading the summary of the book, the summary of the book look, look sound real interesting. Uh-huh. The guy who wrote the book was um, a, a Vietnam vet. And he took elements from um, his time with Vietnam. And basically the book basically was like uh, the Solo actually becoming more uh, sentient than a normal person. And basically how Solo was um, was taught that America was the good uh, nation. Like they, they literally hide true true events from they like they um they docked the events for him. Like they didn't right. tell the whole story. They gave him the American side of the story and everybody else was bad. Okay. I think the book is actually better than the movie it sounds like. Without even reading, reading it. it. <laughs> yes, I'm going to go ahead and call it that. The bu- the movie was budgeted at $18 million. It made $6 million. So close. So close. So, um, so close. <laughs> and plus, the funny thing about this movie is, even though I watched this movie first, and I didn't watch Soldier in the movies. I watched it at home video. But Soldier does a better job of telling this movie, which I wish we could find another movie called Soldier. And so Directed by? About. Paul W.S. Anderson. Yes, the yes. same guy that directed uh, Mortal Kombat, which will be yeah. at the Manship Theater on July 6th. I like that little... I set you up for that, didn't I? All right. He's actually credited as Paul Anderson, and we, we want to do like an edit at the end where I actually changed his name to like Wes Anderson or something like to throw people off. I was like, okay. what? That was directed by Wes Anderson? What the hell? He could, he could. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about this movie, but... As far as like renaming it, one thing they kept calling him in the movie was uh, I might say it wrong, Kyoto. No, yeah, Yakoto. Yeah. yeah, whatever that old lady was. Which, uh, which yeah, I that looked was just up, the old lady though. But no, what well, loosely mean what has fallen. Uh huh. So I guess that doesn't really go right with it. But what I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I just brought that up, okay. you know. All right. But I was thinking was he kept on referring to his prime directive because uh-huh. he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Um, Violate his prime directive, which was not to hurt 
um, innocent lives, which was the villager, and also was to preserve his life. Sure. So I could either go with prime director of uh, preservation of life. <laughs> I know. It's a mouthful. Huh? No, it needs to be him. It, it needs, needs to be, be him, him specifically. Specifically? Yeah, because it's all about all about Mario Van Peoples. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why he focused on his own character. Like, it, it's not a way of thinking. It's not a way of life. If we change the name of this film, it needs to be because it needs to be something else called. Like, there, like his name should have been something different. You know what? He did come out. Okay, you did say you're going to go see Sweet. I wonder might. if he couldn't say Jordan because he totally wanted to make it that. Like if he instead of like I know it can't be like Mike because there's another film called that but but still uh, just instead of the off air robber mission uh, sweet back uh, what say it again sweet sweet back's badass song yes yeah, yeah he mentioned that earlier and that's a, that's uh, Melvin Van Peebles mm-hmm. now Mario Van Peebles his son he came out with a movie like a homage to his dad called Badass yes yeah that's the name of the movie should have been Badass. <laughs> There's actually another film called Badass that, that has uh, Danny Trejo, where he's the uh, oh. he's the dude from on the on the but in the bus that, that beats up the other guy. It's spelled differently, but I think we could do it. No, oh fuck <laughs> it. Nobody names their film Jordan. That's why I was saying <laughs> if they're calling it something, it needs to be called Jordan. And it's not like the incident around him or what he learns. Uh-huh. It needs to yeah. be yeah. If you want to call it Prime, that that actually would work good no, too. No, no, we, we we ain't doing that. All right, because of, because of you, like yeah, it'll yeah, be too no, much connotation yeah, to you. Yeah, no, no, he do not earn that title, baby. I'm calling the Jordan. I'm I'm saying both of these movies should have a different name to it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's cool with that. If you want to go with Jordan, I'm cool with that, and I'm cool with um, Chewie and Han. Yep. <laughs> All right, fine. It's Chewie and Han. <laughs> And Jordan. Okay. okay. Do you have anything else you want to bring up uh, that this is uh, probably going to drop early, later this week? Um, not really. I did want to say um, rest in peace. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. What? Uh, I know. We're going really dog. What? Nah. Nah. I'm just joking. Okay. Um, nah. I ain't really got nothing to say. I think he's planning my murder, guys. <laughs> I'd like to say a big shout out to Rob. He's going to be dying later. <laughs> Um, Through unexpected circumstances. <laughs> Let's see, do I got anything coming up um, in June? Um, no, I don't really got nothing coming up. I've been, I've been. I've had to disappoint chilling. my nephew. Uh, that's something that I've done uh, because I told him he couldn't go see the new, the new Marvel film because uh, half the people die in that film, and he he's going to be like crying. At How the old end. is he? Six. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he can go see Solo. Guess what? He'll love Solo, and I'll be judging him the whole time. But he'll be like, "Yeah, Solo's the greatest." I'm like, "Whatever." Well, you could take him to Dave Pool too. Yeah, I could. Couldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody dies in that film. Yeah. Yay! Uh, Wasp and Ant Man and Wasp. Why yeah. do I, Why do I want to put the sidekick first so much? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All right. All right, so officially both of these films have been changed on their names because Solo needs to go to that other film we didn't watch. <laughs> so you can keep your name, Solo. Everybody else is changing their names to Han and Chewie and Jordan. Boy, now that there can be only one podcast, my name is Robert Rao. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Yeah, good night, everybody. If we didn't hear him constantly talking about the, uh, the correct way to say his name, if you saw it in print, when you think his name is Van Pebbles? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would think it was uh, Van Pebbles. I used to actually pronounce it uh, Pebbles all the time till my sister got infuriated with me. Oh, okay. Because she had a question on my older sister. 
you know. <laughs> you had to make a point of like uh, yeah, yeah. Of, it, of it being your older I, I sister. Just, I don't bring it up too much because it's like my my older sister was, is one of my older sisters, eight years older than me. Yeah. So she was like you know fifteen, sixteen years old, and I was that bratty little brother that. You know, she couldn't stand sometimes. You know? Oh, okay. I wasn't Brady, but in her eyes, I was Brady. I don't see it though. I was, I was good. Right. It's just <laughs> I understand Pebbles has two Bs, and that's mm-hmm. the difference. But and really, if it, it would be Peebles, if you if you think of it instead of Peoples, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's still pronounced wor- well, different from what it, however it's spelled. And it got more confusing when um, Chad. I mean, excuse me, Chad. Craig Robinson came out with the movie Peoples. Uh huh. That was spelled phonetically correct. Uh huh. And it's not spelled. It's not spelled nothing like Van Pebbles. Let's see. I'm still saying it. Right. 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 Okay. That, that's yeah. funny to talk about. Okay. okay. Let's move on. All right.